Hello, hi, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Awusi Raglan, and I'm so happy to be here with you today, known as Wu Rag. And I have with us a special guest today. Her name is Danette Mahavir. And she's going to tell you how she survived a trauma that she went through. She is a survivor, and she's here with us today. Hi, Danette. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. It's a great pleasure being on your show. You are welcome, and we are so happy to have you. So, what would you like to share with the audience? Well, you know, I'm a domestic violence survivor. I left when I was seven months pregnant due to the abuse that I was um, enduring. I endured physical abuse, sexual abuse, psychological, emotional, verbal, financial. I, I, I've experienced them all. And so I, I sit before you guys today just to share my story and build awareness on domestic violence. All right. Can you tell us about a little bit about your childhood? What was your childhood like growing up? Well, I grew up in a single parent home. My mom was the breadwinner of the family. I have four other siblings. So, you know, we were a very tight knit family. Uh, you know, we didn't have much, but I think it was the best time of my life because it, it, it taught me how to be humble. Did you grow up with, so you only grew up with your mother? That's correct. Okay, where, where are you from? I grew up in a rural part of Jamaica called Clarendon. Uh, so I was born and raised in Jamaica. All right, that's nice. So what do you think it is that is important for the audience to know about your story? It is important for the audience to know about my story simply because, uh, you know, domestic violence and domestic abuse is something that has become a pandemic in itself in our society. It's not, it's not a black or white. It's not a gender affiliated. It happens to men and women, happens to children. Um, it's happening across the world, across the globe. And I feel like uh, there, is, there needs to be more success stories, uh, giving current victims hope, um, you know, that there is hope. If you're currently enduring domestic violence, you don't have to be stuck there. Um, there is hope when you listen to someone else's story and how they're thriving and surviving beyond the abuse. Yes. So tell us about your story. Tell us how it all started for you. For me, I was in the music industry. I was a recording artist. I was traveling the world, traveling different states here in America. Um, and through a mutual friend, I met the person I marry and called husband, who is now husband. Um, so you know, fastly uh, escalated, uh, you know, moved to the, the next step. It, it just moved pretty fast. Next thing I know, I was married to this person. And next thing I know, I was pregnant. And, you know, had I taken more time to like court this person or date this person, I would have made a different decision. But that's typically what happens with, you know, abusers and narcissists. You know, they basically get you to reel you in fast and into long-term decisions so it's harder for you to leave and so you know fast forward to what started happening was the little gaslighting and the verbal abuse and the emotional abuse and um you know it just escalated from there to the physical abuse i was pregnant and you know it started off with a point in the face with the finger to grabbing of the hands grabbing off the hair and next thing you know uh you know for me it was the last straw um, you know, I was pinned down to a bed with my hands over my head, 
and his knuckles in my 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 ears ears temple and I I felt like my life just flashed before me I couldn't breathe you know and I had to flip my entire body uh, to kind of get that position to change. Um, otherwise, I probably would just pass out, you know? And so that was a wake up call for me when I heard myself looking at the monster over me in a rage. And I heard these exact words out of my mouth Are you trying to let me lose the baby? And so that was definitely a wake up call for me to hear myself say that. And that's exactly what would have happened had I stayed. How long were you with him before it all started? It, I was with him for a year and a half, and I would say it started probably three months into the marriage. Um, you know, it started off with probably like verbal abuse or control. I could feel the control. It's like, you, you know, somebody doesn't want you to be around your friends, or if you're around your friends, they keep calling you 30 times. Um, they don't want you to have friends. They tell you, I don't want anybody at my house. So, it, you know, when I backtrack and look at the entire pattern, you know, it, it didn't just start with me being pinned down on a bed or even with the physical. It doesn't always start with the physical right away, but you can see the emotional abuse, the financial abuse, um, you know, psychological abuse, definitely. Um, and, you know, stuff like that. What, because, you, because you experienced that and you went through that, what are some of the signs that you could share with us when it comes to an abuser? Oh, gosh, I have so many, um, you know, again, an abuser, um, and I call, you know, most of these people are narcissists, you know, they have an ego that they, they, they feed off certain energy. And uh, they sometimes prey on confident women or confident, you know, individuals. Um, and, and, and so that gives them more boost. If, if I could get someone that's confident to feel belittled by me, it gives me more ego. Um, and so you could definitely look out for the name callings, um, you know, the gaslighting, um, the control, like, you know, are you, are you, you know, are you being watched and controlled where you're going? You can't go here. You can't go there. Um, definitely look for those rushed moments into long-term commitment. Now, I want to marry you, you know, <laughs> when you use the word gaslighting, some of our viewers might, might not know what that means. Could you? Tell us about that word. Oh, absolutely. So gaslighting is, you know, some, someone is just like picking on you, you know, trying to control you in a certain way, saying things to you to make you feel belittled, um, you know, making you feel less than, um, you know, and it could be, it could be various ways for sure, but like anything that makes you feel or question who you are, question what you're doing instead of supporting you, definitely. Wow. So how did that affect you? Did you know it? What did you know? It, it, affected, me. Yeah, it affected me a lot. Um, so like, for example, my mom and I, we always on the phone, we're always talking to each other. I would, you know, I, I got to the point where I was depressed. I didn't want to talk to anybody. My mom knew something was wrong. She would call me and I, I just wouldn't answer my phone. I would see her. I, a matter of fact, I told her this. I would see my mom calling me and I saw that she was calling and I just put the phone down. I, I just didn't want to talk. So you kept it a secret on your end. You didn't let anyone know that what, what was going on, that you were being abused. My mom knew to some degree what was going on, but like I could not let my abuser know I was telling her what was going on. So I would, I remember a particular incident where I was late in the room 
And I heard the door open and I was on the phone with my mom and I immediately just bloop abruptly in her ears and just put the phone down, lay down, like I just wasn't doing anything. So when my mom saw that these things were happening, she's like, okay, you know, and I would text her like, okay, he just came in the house. So she knew. Um, I just didn't, you know, I feel like if he knew I was talking to my mom, it would just raise an alarm, you know? And so he actually blocked my mom and tell her he didn't want to talk, um, talk to her. She's not invited to come to his house. He, um, you know, she needs to get out of his marriage. He didn't like the fact that I had support. Right. So he tried to take you away from any kind of support system that you did have and have you to himself. Absolutely. When did you know when he was going to attack you? Was this on a regular basis? Was this, could you look at him and tell that it was going to occur? How did you know? It, it, it was, it was never something I could predict. It just, it, it, it seemed so random, but there was a pattern for sure. Um, it would just start off with maybe a disagreement and, you know, because of his anger issues, it would just escalate in, in a split second. Something that you probably didn't expect to escalate to that degree would escalate to that degree unknowingly. Um, and for example, the last, the last incident that occurred, it was just him coming in to a hotel room after I couldn't find him for like, I couldn't find him for like hours and I, he has two phones and I was calling both phones. So he walked in as though nothing. I'm like, where were you? I mean, I came downstairs. I looked for you. I called your phone. And, you know, I just like, he was drunk. And I'm like, I'm not staying in here with you. And all I did was grab one of the extra keys off the counter. And next thing I was pinned down to a bed. So it was that fast. Yes, he was very controlling because he had two cell phones and you probably only had one. <laughs> right? right? That you barely used. You know when you use that business. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness and, and, and this is happening to a lot of women and what if someone is in this situation right now what would be your advice for them tell someone tell someone what you're going through if you do not tell someone nobody will know and nobody will be able to help you and your abuser number one priority is to try to get you to disconnect from families and friends and support groups. Tell someone, tell even a stranger. You know, I'm currently in a lot of like mom's group and women group um, here in Nashville. And, you know, even if it means you got to post anonymously and then when someone comments, then you respond like, you know, so that way nobody has to see your name if you don't want to share that. But tell someone, because somebody has resources, somebody has, you know, something they can help you with, um, you know, because now you're probably, and sometimes you're already so disconnected from the people who really care for you, but there is still hope. Oh, you gave some good information. Thank you. Now, how has this, how has this experience impacted you? Honey, it has impacted me in a mighty mighty good and uh, I would say it's a blessing it's a blessing that I actually went through what I went through I remember going through it I was questioning God I was asking God like why me what have I done to, to, to deserve this and you know I I couldn't understand now I understand in order for God to use me for a particular purpose he had to bring me through it firsthand experience 
so that I can advocate effectively for those who are currently undergoing domestic violence. Yeah, well said, because like I say, it happened to you, but it's not for you. The story is for someone else. And that's exactly what you're doing. I thank you so much for making it through that and being able to reach back and help people because you've made a career out of it. <laughs> you know, they say, well, the devil meant for evil. God turned it around for good, honey. I'm telling you every time. <laughs> no one is going through this today. We want you to know that you are going to make it through this, but you must tell someone and you can be anonymous about it. So please, this is very important that you do this. What, and what services or resources did, did you have at the time when you were going through that to help you pull you through it? Okay, um, so I was first uh, connected to a domestic violence uh, advocacy center. And through that center, I was actually blessed to be connected and approved for legal aid where I had an attorney for free. Um, you know, so I've gotten a lot of resources from there. I've um, been connected with the Gene Crow Advocacy Center here in Nashville. Whenever I had court hearings for like my order of protection, um, the, the harassment uh, case, you know, court case, um, I had somewhere to go and hang out safely. And then somebody would bring me into the courtroom. So I don't have to sit in the courtroom the entire time. You know, you know, I just walk into the courtroom when it's time for my hearing and I have like a support, uh, you know, like an advocate there with me the whole time sitting with me. Um, also, uh, Tennessee started the program called Safe at Home. And it's through the Secretary of State where, um, you know, like once you have gone through some type of domestic abuse, you can become eligible for that program where they now protect your resident address and you legally get to use an address that's given by the state and all your mail and everything, your driver's license, like even now the address that's on my driver's license is not my resident address. Um, and the program is like about from four to five years. Um, you could stay in that program and they'll get your letters and then they, you know, so if somebody, your, your stalker, your abuser shows up to that address, honey, good luck. You're, you're at a big old building. You know, that's not where I live. So that program was specifically designed for domestic violence victims. And there are tons of other similar programs, you know, even if you're not in the state of Tennessee, you know, um, in all state, if you are connected to some of these advocacy centers, I guarantee you, they will connect you with the resources that are in your particular state, in your particular city. So that's why it's very important for you to reach out. Yes. Did you have... The family, did you have any children in the house with you at this, during this time? No, I did not. This was my first time being a mom. Um, and it was truly terrifying for me because that's not how I um, imagined, you know, this experience would have been for me. Nor, that's, nor you weren't raised in that type of environment as a child growing up. Right. right. Yeah, so this that's was, correct. So how did you, how did you get through that? Because I know it's a lot of women today that's facing that challenge uh, because they don't have the finances to leave the abuser what, and they have children. How do you make it through that with, by having, with having children? So basically, 
I was, uh, you know, for, yeah, for me, um, I, there were times when I wanted to leave and I was very confident that I was going to leave. And then I was like one foot in one foot out because I had those questions myself. How am I going to survive? Who's going to take me and the baby in? How am I going to provide for this child? You're looking at walking away from a home, you know, that you're, you have a roof over your head and all of these things. And I left in the most vulnerable situation. I was seven months pregnant. I, at the time I was undocumented. Um, you know, I'm walking away from a job. I'm walking away from a home. Um, it was very scary. It was definitely scary. And, you know, the fear of the unknown, right? Um, but I had the support of family. You know, they were in various different states, but I had to, again, reach out. Like there are people in my family, like I would be embarrassed to let them know I'm experiencing this by the person who was supposed to protect me and the person who I'm actually bringing his child, you know? And so I had to put my pride aside and I had to reach out. I need help. It's as easy as that. I promise you, even when you think you got to figure it out all by yourself, I did not have to, I, I cannot take credit for figuring it out all by myself. You know, God, number one. And then of course, all my family, once they knew what I was going through immediately, regardless if there were any differences, immediately jumped in and come to the rescue. So reach out. And sometimes you're looking at, oh, if I reach out to Auntie Palm or Mr. Paul, or, you know, you, you are already trying to, Pre-calculate their responses. Don't pre-calculate someone's response, especially when you are in a crisis. It's life and death. What were the barriers from you coming forward? You know, I, I, I there, there are a lot of things that that kind of kept me, you know, in that situation. You know, I was undocumented, hoping that you know my 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 partner would do the right thing and 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 stuff like that. And so there are times I'm like, well, what is that? What is that going to look like for me? You know, um, and then how is it that I'm going to raise this child by myself? So those were barriers for me. However, you know, I always look at life this way. If God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. And so I just took the leap of faith. You know, we talk about faith all the time, but what is faith? It's, you know, it's things that's, that's unseen, but hoped for. So that was all I had was a leap of faith. That's beautiful. What made you finally just say, I'm not keeping this a secret. I'm telling. What was that straw that broke the camel's back and said, I have to tell someone. I need help. It was definitely the last incident. I was in a hotel room in Maryland when that situation happened where I was pinned down on the bed. My mom knew about the situation immediately, but in order for me to now leave, I had to tell more people about it. So I made the decision. I was like, you know what? It is time. And so I started reaching out to friends in various states. Hey, this is what's happening. I need you now. I need help. I am going through this. You know, even if you don't know all the details of when it started happening, I need to get out and I need your help. And all my friends, you know, like that's when you really test you know, they say a friend in need is a friend indeed. Yes. And that actually proved, you know, I'm like, man, you know, without judgment, without question was like, okay, what do you need from me? How can I help? Okay. Let me tell you what I need you to do. Then I had to call 
next person. Like, I need you. I'm going through domestic violence. Like, at that point, there's no shame in the game because it was life and death. You know, if I sat there like, oh, I'm not going to. I was like, hey, I'm going through domestic. Don't judge me. I need you. Help. That's all. That's it. (laughs) Ask questions later. (laughs) (laughs) Ask questions what I'm saying. out to someone you know definitely start putting a plan together and trust God trust God he's gonna give you the strength that you need to get out yeah you know this uh this I'm gonna share this little song with you like while I'm at it you know there's a song that Lauren Hills I get out you know I get out of all your boxes I get out you know, so don't worry. He's going to get you out of it. God is going to get you out of it. What is life like for you today? Tell us about your life today. My life is like a rainbow and glitters and stars. I love it. <laughs> you know, I'm a published author, a motivational speaker, entrepreneur. I am a mom to my beautiful daughter, Sahila. You know, um, life is good. Like I look back at the journey and see, I see God through it all. And I see what he brought me from and where he has taken me. And that in itself is just pure beauty. I I cannot complain. You know, I am so grateful that I made that step when I decided to leave. I did not want my daughter to be raised in a home where it's toxic and there's domestic abuse. Um, I wanted her to be raised in a healthy home and understand worth you know and so I I took myself out of that and I became resilient I just lift myself back up and just you know dedicate myself to making sure that she has a great future and we have a great future together you know so I I love my life the way it is there's a lot of peace um self-care self-worth self-identification you know um so I found I've refound myself, rebuild my confidence, re-love myself, you know, um, recreated my standards. So I love it. <laughs> I love I love the new me. <laughs> I love it too. You're a queen. You are absolutely beautiful and you're shining bright. What how is your dating life today? Are you able when you are you're so beautiful. So when you meet someone or you're going to remarry someone again, do you hold back? Do you, are you comfortable? Do you judge your last, your past and bring it into your future? What do you do? How are you moving through life? Yeah. For me, um, the first thing I have done is to forgive. Forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. It's for you. And so the first thing, and even if that person never admit that they did you any wrong, and even if that person never apologizes, forgive them, let it go. It starts with forgiving them. And so it removes the anger and it removes the hurt and it removes the pain. So I have forgiven 
my abuser, right? And then I learned to love myself again and build that confidence, right? And again, as I said, like self-identification. Now revisit your standards. What are your worth and your values? Like you all, we all have values. So revisit that. Like I have a lot of people, if I challenge them, like, what are your values? They're like, values? Yeah. What, what are your values? And so the next person that comes along, because I am now restored, I am healed. I am ready to love like I've never been hurt, you know, because I feel like it's not fair to another person who's coming into your life to be held, you know, to, to someone else's mistake or someone else's ego. And so I, I've moved past the hurt and the pain. And I'm here before you today, healed and whole. That's beautiful. So tell us a little bit about your book. What is your book? What is that about? So I have a book um, that was published in 2019 titled Leave Alive and subtitled Goodbye Domestic Violence. And I have a copy here today. It might be on the other side for you guys, but Leave Alive on the cover of the book that's a silhouette of me when I was pregnant. This is after I left the abuse. I did a photo shoot and I was probably like right ready to pop here. So I used this picture uh, as the cover of my book because it proved that I was in the most vulnerable stage. That's when I left, you know, um, the abuse. Um, and you know, just using that, like, that's my current situation. That's that situation at that time. And I just needed to shine some light on that. And so this book right here is uh, designed not to, to like tell my story word for word, but more as a guide to support people who are currently a victim to domestic violence. So, you know, that's, that's, what, that's what this book is about, to help to guide someone to get out of a domestic situation safely. Can you touch on that a little bit? Because someone right now fighting, trying to get out of there. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of the women, they don't think that they're going to make it out alive. This is the perfect yeah. pattern. Yes. And I, I will just know. share with you, for example, uh, the content page where, like, the, there are different chapters in this book. And chapter one is, like, you know, raising, you know, raising of confident warriors. You know, um, because my mom raised me telling me the reason why she left my dad was because my dad was abusive and she didn't want us to experience that. So, you know, she instilled in us how beautiful we are. We don't need a man to tell us how beautiful we are. She always told us that. that. So raising of confident um, children will become confident adults. You know, they'll know their worth and all of that. So we start off with raising warriors and encouraging confidence and then embracing differences and personality. You know, you're going to, you're going to respond to something different than I do. We all have different personalities. We're unique, right? Um, and building self-esteem because, you know, a lot of people, and I mean, don't get me wrong. You can have high self-esteem and still be abused. But when you have that in you as a foundation, it's, it's easier for you to like snap out of it. Like, wait, how did I end up here? Now I need to change this, you know, but if you didn't have any self-esteem to begin with and you know, you didn't love on your children and now your children are looking for love in the wrong places, then you cannot blame them when they keep going back or when they stay. Um, knowing your worth is another uh, chapter or topic in this book, identifying toxic relationships. That's the next one. So in that chapter, I highlighted 
things to look for, the red flags we call them, things to look for in a domestic situation or the toxic relationship. A toxic relationship can also be friendship, you know, so it's not always just, you know, you're being abused by your, your intimate partner, but you can be abused by a friend, you know? Um, and then after you identify those toxic relationships, how do you avoid toxic relationships? You know, um, and then I have, a, I have a topic here, which is called live to love, not love to death. How many times we hear people say, I love you to death. Who say I'm going to die? Like, why cannot, why, why can't you love me alive? Like live to love. Um, and then exercising courage and bravery. You know, you need the courage and the bravery to walk away. So in that chapter, you know, I talk about how to build up that courage and the bravery. So there are steps to identifying it. Now there's time to build up bravery so that you can break the silence is the next uh, chapter. Breaking the silence. You've got to tell someone. You have to trust someone. It doesn't matter if it's a stranger, a neighbor, a family, a friend, a church member, a coworker. Trust someone. Break the silence and end the violence, right? Um, and then of course the next, the next chapter is walking away. A lot of people think, oh, if I could just build the courage to walk away, I win, I'm done. No, you have to safely walk away. Never tell your abuser that you're about to leave. Don't leave when your abuser is there because now you're, 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 their, their ego is at stake, honey, and your life is too. So what, learn to walk away safely. So those are, there are tips in, in that chapter to help with walking away and how to, how to do that safely. And then after you leave, you have to still stay safe. <laughs> Always have a full tank of gas. Stay backed in. Have a bag packed. Have some emergency number. You know, these different things. How do you okay. stay safe? Oh, this is serious. Yeah, how do you, because you know, you left. But guess what? If you ain't going back, there, there's going to be some danger affiliated with that. So staying safe is very important, right? And then, of course, from victim to victor, you know, helping those who have undergone uh, victimization. How do you now, you know, like become a victor? Like, how do you become victorious where you're now, it's be behind you? Like, I'm here before you as a living testimony, y'all. You know, I am victorious. I'm a winner. I have overcome, I've conquered, I am triumphant, you can be too. And then of course, the next chapter is cultivating the advocate in you. So whether you, you personally have gone through domestic violence or one of your family members, someone that's close to you, you now can become an advocate to someone else that's going through domestic violence currently. And then of course, I have a poem that I wrote for, uh, you know, batter, like a poem for battered women. She is alive today because, and in that poem, it's just saying she's alive today because she found the courage to walk away. She refound who she was. She rebuilt her confidence. She's alive today because she was able to identify those toxic signs and knew it was time to leave. And that's why she's alive today. And then the, the, the last thing in here is a letter to my daughter, just reminding her, I will always love you. I will always believe you you are always worth it, you know, stuff like that, you know, um, so yeah, this book right here is powerful, it's powerful. I just love it, I'm amazed, I'm impressed, and I'm proud of you, because your words, you. You watch your words, your words are powerful, 
like Michael Jackson, he said, this is it. I don't think that was it he was talking about, though. <laughs> right? Because you, <laughs> you have to watch your words. Right? So, yes, that is absolutely phenomenal. That was a sneak peek. And go get your copy. Please share your information where we can reach you, your audience can reach you if they would like to reach out to you. Absolutely. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So it's facebook.com slash leave alive today. Instagram.com leave alive today. And then if you're wanting to purchase a copy of the book, it's available on Amazon, authorhouse.com and Barnes and Noble. Absolutely. That's well done. And we are going to wrap it up. But before we do, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience? You are loved. You are beautiful and you have a purpose. Wonderful. And I am going to, Danette, it has been a pleasure having you here with us. I really am so proud of you. And I am so honored to have you here to share with us and tell us about how you came, how you overcame that. You are a survivor and you are just killing it. You are thriving, Queen. So I want to thank you and I want to leave you with, it's fine today. Sure, this world is full of trouble. I ain't said it ain't. The Lord knows I've had enough and double reason for complaining. Rain and storm have come to fret me. Skies are often gray. Thorns and brambles have come to beset me on the road, but say, ain't it fine today? What's the use in always weeping, making trouble last? What's the use in always keeping, thinking of the past? Each must have his tribulations, water with his wine. Life, it ain't no celebration. Trouble, I've had mine, but today is fine. It's today that I'm living, not a month ago, having, losing, taking, giving. This time wills itself. Yesterday, a cloud of sorrow fell across the way. It may rain again tomorrow. It may rain, but say, ain't it fine today? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for your time. And we will see you soon. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. You are welcome.